0: And here we are with Scotty P himself. Now, for people who aren't aware of you, my friend, how many amateur fights have you had before your pro debut? Well, MMA <laughs> alone, I've had uh, 27. That's just, just tw- MMA. Ju- just 27, was it? Just, <laughs> I know, isn't just, it? Just, just, just think that was enough. Sandbag, <laughs> <like>. So, your <laughs> fight with Matthew Elliott, before we get into the nitty-gritty of everything else, that fight yeah. was one of my favourites of the trilogy. That's why I wanted to get you on, because again, like it is why I love and hate cage warriors. You're both your careers. That fight should be a title fight further down the line, but the fact it was yeah, there, yeah. Not A all... few
1: people have said that, to be fair. But um, I think with the, uh, what it was with the climate within the minute with COVID, I think it's just to whoever's training and who's bubble. So he's obviously a, a decent level lad. I'm a decent level lad. So, because um, he must be training with Paul Hughes and them and I was training with Jack and Brett. They're the only people training, so it's the only chance we had to fight each other. So, um where I think normally cage will always build you up a bit. I think it's just we had to chuck them both in just because we both were in the fight. So I think it was one of them.
0: But again, it really did show as well. And now the thing with the amount you've competed versus the amount people tend to compete, like a lot fewer and further between, how mm-hmm. do you sort of see the fights in themselves? Is it more like a sport, like a competition thing? Or is it a big fight? Is it quite a big thing for you as such? What does competition mean to you for, you, for that sort of size? Um,
1: I just... Do you know when it comes to, like, people playing football and they get to do it every weekend? Mm. Like, I tried to take that into fighting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, especially because I want to go all the way with this. I want to uh, make a good career out of it. And I think um, if you look at, like, the amateur scene, it's only now the amateurs are starting to get these, a lot of, like, bouts in between. Like, some some people would have, like, five amateur bouts to go pro. But um, I think you can see now there's a lot more boys getting these 15 to 20 bouts in. And... Uh, I was going to turn pro at the age of, like, 20, 21. And I just thought... I went to the iMax I didn't win my first iMax And I thought, there's a, there's higher-level boys out there. And there's a standard I need to reach before I can turn pro. So, I just wanted to make sure I'd done everything right. Kind of like a Lomachenko. Obviously, without the a lot of belts, but, uh, And the ballet. To get but, you know, a that's your business.
0: That's up to you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Start dancing. <laughs> but I, I like that as well. Because, again, you could always fine a spoon-fed opponents, you could have like four and I a pro for fighting b- bums, but then what? I like the integrity exactly. to try and be a certain standard, and again, the honest conversation that, you know what? I could, but I don't want to yet. Yeah, I like that a lot. And now with the, the bouts themselves then, is it a pure camp for you when you have the preparation or is it just training as normal and you just peak certain things? What does it mean for you for preparation-wise? There
1: is no camp, really. I'm always training all year Like I took this fight on three weeks notice, you know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. is, um, which is nothing like, I'm always training. I'm always in camp. I'm always getting ready. I'm always sparring. So, like, I could take a fight two weeks notice, three weeks notice. I'm like, it's something I like to do. Do you know I mean? Obviously, you have gotta be careful of the injuries because uh, MMA is a hard sport on the body. But um, as long as you take care of yourself and you keep in that gym, keep evolving. That's the way I like to look at it. I don't really do. Obviously, we have eight week camps, but I'm already training as hard anyway. So, it's just part of it, really, for me.
0: But with that frequency as well, competition especially, like with your longevity, do you spar a lot? Is it a lot of technical stuff? Is it heavy? Is it hard? What is your intensity like to try and maintain that pace?
1: Yeah, I got you. So um, when we spar, we all kitted up. We have the head guards on, shins, knee pads. And then um, we go with the rule of this is 50% to the head. We don't really throw big shots to the head, a bit harder to the body and on the takedowns. But um, obviously we have our days where we go a bit harder, but we are a lot smarter with sparring. It's not like two idiots just going in there trying to kill each other. Like, there's no point in that, is it? Do you know what I mean? But um, no, we, we spar, I would say, quite a lot, but it's not idiotic sparring, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's just to get your time in and get ready for the fight. Because the only way, I believe, to get ready for a fight is to be in a fight situation, to fight. So, um, yeah, just don't be idiots with it. we're not trying to kill each other when we spar. Try and keep it quite smart, like.
0: Now, when you talk about fight situations then, how specific is your fight situation? Are you getting your knockoff MCs and are you doing like a proper makeshift fight like, <laughs> simulation? Or is it like, okay, we're all going to watch and call you cunts and you've got to
1: try and kill each other? <laughs> or like, what totally was it? like here? a
0: deck to No. <laughs> <it. laughs> WWE sort of thing.
1: No, nah, it's just um, the boys, we just get into the room. Our coaches are watching us. We get um, five-minute rounds on. Sometimes we'll do 10 five-minute rounds. Sometimes we'll do five-minute rounds, five-fives, three-fives. So we'll do shark tanks. We have a fresh person on you every minute. But um, it's normally the five-minute rounds. Sometimes we do it with the same partner as well. So you kind of um, get used to that, breaking down someone's style and not having to switch up on you the next round. That's quite cool. But um, no, we normally go for the five, six, seven, eight, five-minute rounds. But like I said, we're not kidding each other. Mm. We're, getting the, we're getting the cardio in and the conditioning as well. So it's um, I like the way it's done up there, if I'm honest. Now, with your shark
0: tanks and the way you're doing that, is that just open sparring shark tanks? So it's
1: like uh, circumstantial positional stuff. What is that normally? No, so what we do with the shark tanks normally is we'll have, um, say it's a five-minute round, we'll have a fresh person every minute. But um, towards like the third, fourth, fifth minute, we, people normally go wrestle heavy because obviously you've done four-minute rounds. You, you've got a fresh person every minute. Like your hands drop a little bit. Obviously, it's meant to gash you out, like put you in that mm-hmm. like um, bad situation in the fight. So the boys normally go a bit more wrestle heavy instead of trying to like knock you out in like the last like two minutes. But um so yeah, we trying kind to of do it that way, we go more grapple heavy on the person in the middle. Obviously, depending on who they're fighting as yeah, well, yeah. if they go off a certain style, then we'll try and adapt the styles and stuff like that. So yeah.
0: That's what the next question then, because again, Matthew at it very grappling heavy again, think Judoka and everything else. Like, how do you plan for that? Is your more your own game focused on that? Is it countering his game? Where does your priority lie in the preparation for that kind of fight? Well, with
1: that type of fight, because um, Matthew is a solid wrestler, He's got some really good credentials here. But um, I train in day and day out with Brett and uh, Jack Shaw, mm. which you probably know. Yeah, are brilliant yeah. Wrestlers themselves, <laughs> so um, I was confident going in. I think like some people say, I done well defending his takedowns, which I believe I did. He got me down a few times because he's a, he's a solid in that area. But um, I have um day in, day out, trying to, like, batter me against the wall, wrestle me and that, like, so if I can do a little bit against them, i am quite like, confident in my abilities against other people. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I took the fight. Like, are people are like, oh, should you take the fight? Is it good? But, like, like I said, I want to be at the top one day and you've got to be able to beat everyone. So uh I've got to jump in there. Like.
0: And that's a huge thing I respect because, again, as much as it is a, a big step in competition, it is a big step. Because, again, if you end up getting the result, you then get a bit further in your career or off the bat. Again, you've already earned a your credentials. Quicker, like, yeah. But this is what I mean. It's the Mason Jones, like the, to give another Welsh equivalent, of a cage warriors athlete who's then gone to the UFC. He's taken mm-hmm. big steps and he's gotten further with those bigger steps. So exactly, again, yeah. if you've had the preparation as well with the Jack Shaw, the sort of the horrible suffocating pressure. And again, I've heard um, horror stories from Indy about Brett Johns' pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's <laughs> so,
1: disgusting, that man.
0: Uh, so yeah. The next level. I imagine you'd be quite confident with your ability in that sort of thing, and this is why the match was your fight. I say match as well, I keep slaving turns, people get upset for some reason, but anyway, oh, you'll you're, crack you're, on yeah, me, yeah, 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 your fight with um, <laughs> it's very back and forth. That's what I liked about this sort of the, I think it was the intricacies I really liked about it. the sort of wrestling details, the MMA specific wrestling details, and again, the proper chess match where it was. And I really liked that. In regards to watching it back, what would you say is the best thing you did in that fight, your sort of highlight of that moment?
1: Probably breaking his nose with a jab. Like <laughs> that's probably the highlight. Like, but um he's a dog, man. Do you, know you mean I caught him a few times and I thought I could maybe take him out here on the feet. But um he stuck to his game plan. He got a little wrestle heavy. Maybe I was in especially after that second round I like out wrestled him. I think maybe I should have gone into that third for more of a wrestle heavy game plan myself, maybe put him against the fence with a edge out on the scorecards. Then but um these are just little details I'll just take back to the gym work on and improve on for next time out. And
0: this is something else along the same lines of the frequency of competition. Again, something like this. Obviously, a professional bout versus a frequent IMF or an AMI. There's a lot more weight behind it. But regards to the after-action kind of report, do you break down inch by inch what you've done right and wrong? Is it just, okay, that's a general concept and run away with that? What is your after-action like report as such?
1: Yeah, so um, especially with this fight, there's, there's a few positives to take. My strike in, I felt, I was quite sharp. Sure the defence, but what well, I feel like I need to work on is initiating more. I'm happy to deal with what people throw at me, but that's not winning the fight. You're just dealing mm-hmm. with them. They're on the front foot, then they're winning. So I think it's just just um, going in and attacking and approaching different. Maybe more attack heavy, hunt for them a bit more instead of being on the counter striking type of back foot type style, if you know what I mean. So just basically hunt for them a bit more, going for the kill maybe.
0: So that was more specific to the fight itself. The question is more basically your general principle for how you review your performance. But I like the fight. Okay. okay, this is what I've done well, but that's not well enough to score. Again, it's I like how it's not just A, A equals B. Itself. It's more so, okay, I'm doing this. That is good. But again, it's the scoring. It's the fight IQ side of it. I like that. Yeah. Well. So is it, how much thought do you give to it? Is it something you dwell on like day by day? Is it get to you quite personally? Is it just okay there and then? Um, how- there'll be moments where like i'll just be
1: on my tod i don't know just watching tv and i'll just be going through it in my head like fuck why didn't i just do i not to do this but that's so it's all good so it's said then i want to can dwell on as much as you want but um i think as long as you're making a conscious effort to improve in the gym i think more likely will result itself sort itself out do you know what I mean the problem but um yeah, man, you sometimes I'm just sitting here and little things will just come to you and you're just like tamping with yourself for ten minutes, whether uh, you just gotta move on. It's one of them.
0: So it's mind your business in the shower, you're like, you oh, know, you're a fucking idiot. Why'd you do that? Oh, fucking yeah, no. <laughs> slapping myself like <laughs> <laughs> a face full of head and shoulders. Oh god. <laughs> uh, uh, in, in the eye, like. <laughs> Just burning away like, oh, no, it's a double fade. What a, what a day. What, a, what a start this Wednesday is. Monday, oh I'll lose my train of thought. Here but again, um, when it comes to the frequency of competition, and again, obviously the bigger platform, do you have like a certain like checklist when you get there on the day in regards to keeping your head
1: in a good headspace? Do you get quite flustered by the nerves um, in the moment? I know, well, this fight is the longest I've had from competition since the age of like 10. To be fair it's been like a year and a half and I haven't been in the cage and um I kind of thought I was like is this going to be a problem like this ring rest stuff I don't know if I believe in it and all that but when I was warming up when I was in my hands wrapped I'd like missed the feeling of getting my hands wrapped I'd missed it and the pads cracking them before going out and um it just felt like something I remember going into the cage and it just felt like saying oh right I'm back here I'm happy days I've, I've missed this type of feeling do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but um I think because I've had so much competition as well from a young age as well, just being like every other week something, doing something every month. My mind has kind of got used to the, the routine of it. If you know what I mean. Don't get me wrong, I get nervous. I think everyone gets nervous. You'd be silly if you didn't. But um, I, I again, I know how to control it. If you know what I mean. So yeah, it feels kind of like the same
0: now what is your process for sort of controlling it because again as much as it's more of a general rule of thumb i want your how do you do you like say you're getting a bit like keyed up okay shit this could happen x y and z how do you keep yourself in a good headspace i got
1: you so say um well just in the changing rooms or of the day of the fight does it uh we'll
0: do different we'll do different situation we do like leading up say four or five weeks out you're just training as normal but you're getting a
1: bit keyed up in the build-up for it i got you so um yeah, it's, a, it's kind of like positive reinforcement to yourself. So um, you might just be sitting there and say, head, it's a good judo boy. I'd be like, ah, i have like stuck in my head. Like, what well, if he gets me in this position on the fence? And then like, I, it doesn't matter who's in the room. I could just zone out then. And I'll just put myself in that position and get out of it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like positively reinforcing yourself. If you have a little negative thought coming to your head, just wipe it out completely. Do you know what I mean? That's what I like. That's how I go about it, you know so just to sort of
0: make a bit clearer, is it you visualising yourself in that position and getting out of it? Or is it you actually
1: practising the problem you're going to quote-unquote face up to? I just visualise it. So I won't like get up in the room and start tumbling under hooks or something right, like ma- that. Like, uh, get, <laughs> get, on <laughs> get a two and
0: one. Block the elbows, don't worry. <laughs> the <They're> lock <not> 12 <laughs> to 6 should be all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the moment. No, line, so- come back. Illegal <laughs> <laughs> shot, like. But no, man, it's just, um, it's just, I just visualize it basically. put My poor mom's getting 12 to 6. Damn overhead, you gotta know TKO, like, no. <laughs>
0: hey, topology is topology, you know what I mean? You gotta get your ducks. A win's a win. You know? That's it. I'm breathing, I'm calm, I'm good. <laughs> uh in the mo in the fight itself obviously you've been in a number of different exchanges different situations the highs and the lows when you're in the fight and something's not going your way getting taken down in a bad position how are you mm-hmm. with dealing with that there and then is it something you're quite composed with is it something that's quite
1: i don't know Yeah I try and stay composed um and then I just try and get out of the bad position so if you notice like to be fair to Matthew you took me down a few times my mind to get back to my feet pretty much straight away mm-hmm. so it's just dealing with the problem in front of me. He took my back at one point and I could have panicked and been like, oh, I'm losing now. I'm losing this round. He's on my back. But I just stayed composed, cleared the hooks and got out of the situation. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's about just staying composed in your head and keeping to the game plan.
0: Now, Again, all these sort of things you're saying there, it's all spot on, but again, it sounds very much, okay, I guess I could try that, but then the panic kind of overwhelms it. I take it this is something that's been earned, not quite, you know, some natural thing that's come to you.
1: No, yeah, it's, don't get me wrong. I've been in fights where, um, I don't know if it's like an autopilot I hit in my head, like where it's just like, well, I'm in the fight now. Because I find like when I come into the fight, the best thing about fighting is it. the only thing that matters for that 15 minutes is the fight. I mean, you you don't think of anything else outside. Well, I don't know if other fighters do, but I don't like so. Um, I oh, wonder I'm gonna have free food after this and shit again. will No, the washing Yeah, <laughs> <That> <laughs> exactly. Leave the landing like oh, fuck. electro bills gonna go through the roof, but um, no. Uh, it's just yeah. I just stay composed. I've had like, like, including my K1 fights, amateur kickboxing bouts. I've probably been like in a type of competition space over a hundred times. Like so, um. I kind of know how to deal with it. But what I, what I did, do think I need to switch on a bit, especially from that last fight, was just, um, especially the third round, just more initiative and going after it a bit more. And I, and I took that upon myself. That's my own fault, do you know what I mean? But um, that's something I will correct moving again, forward. Like Again, that's kind of the point, though, against having that kind
0: of assessment period. And where... Uh, this conversation gives me a lot more confidence in the certain things you're sort of saying because where you get two people, you get people who are they're quite flippant when they lose. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I think that's an alarm bell. And people who compete yeah. so often, like the, the win or the loss is kind of almost irrelevant because they're going to be the next fight next weekend. Like you're saying, they're like footballers, if they lose one weekend, they don't care. The following weekend, they've got another match. Yeah, they I get a
1: chance to redeem themselves a the week later. Uh, we've got to wait months. Do you <laughs> know what I mean?
0: But this, but- is what, I, I like the way your approach is with this because again, you're saying things along the lines of. Again, can correct me if I'm wrong. It's okay. This is the problem. This still stings, but I'm getting on with it. I'm not panicking now. It's okay. Matter of fact, shit. Yes, I'm down. Yeah. Yes, I'm losing the round, but my back's there. Okay. I need to get this one hook out, get my
1: angle out, get my master of the mat, get on top, get up. I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. I need to sort it out. The more you worry about it, the more you're stuck in that position. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Definitely. The more, like, to so say say you get taken down and you're stressing about a position. All right. That's a minute gone of you stressing instead of a minute of you trying to get out. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's now, the way I look at it. Like. With obviously the development
0: in your career, the time spent on the mats and things you prioritise, things you cut out, what is your what is one of the things you used to do all the time that you've cut out? Like some people don't really drill as much, some people go hell for lever on it. Like, is there anything in that where you've what is the meat you've sort of leaned out as
1: such with your training? Mainly at the minute, just because of the COVID and that would be the gi Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm not too mad at that because I not. he was trying to gear like. But... But,
0: oh no, <laughs> we can't gi- do classes, <laughs> I know, what a shame. I uh, know, it's, it's such a shame.
1: <laughs> Oh well. That's, that's probably the biggest difference, but um, I used to grapple a lot back in it, especially in my amateur days, but at the time I was a striker, my grappling weren't at the best, so I had to grapple a lot to get it to a, a path, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... um. Mainly now, I just think it's just more focused of a full MMA game. Like, the grappling is catered to MMA, the wrestling is catered to MMA, striking is catered to MMA. It's just all MMA-focused, which is good, because I want to be an MMA fighter. If I wanted to do K1, it'd be different. I'd go down the K1 route and grappling, vice versa. But, um, yeah, it's just all the MMA and orientated. Instead of, like, before, it would just be, like, or you go and grapple, do foot locks, and, that, and that's brilliant doing the foot locks, but it's not brilliant when you're getting your head caved in at the same time, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So uh, just, just a little stuff for guys being more MME focused, I would say.
0: There's <laughs> somewhere we could take this, but where um, with with that, are you doing straight no-gi jiu-jitsu or are you doing no-gi with hitting as well, with the gloves on? What, how are you making MMA <laughs> specific? Are you doing separately?
1: So um, we, we do sessions with like ground and pound grappling. So it's MMA and toy, and then we have sessions where there's grappling, but we work like on our sweeps and that. So it's okay to be in guard a bit more. Work on your submissions. But um, I've always kind of gone in my game. Like, I take the piss. Like sometimes it's like I say I don't have a guard. I just fucking try and get to a single leg as quick as I can. Like <laughs> do you know what I mean off my back? But um, it's because it's MMA and toy. That, like I, I know if I'm on my back in an MMA fight, I'm not winning. So I need to get out and the hook. I need to get that single. I need to get in that dog fight. Do you know what I mean hit the snap down, come to top. Because um, that's where you're winning the fight in the MMA. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think I
0: like that for principle base as well. Because again, this isn't like if you're stressed out, remembering inch by inch details is kind of irrelevant. Like, okay, I'm mean, forget mm. everything. But again, okay, uh, is my back on the mat? Shit, get the fuck back up! And again, it's like the floor, yeah, literally, yeah. the wall and the floor is lava. Get the fuck back up on your <laughs> yeah, <base>. literally. <laughs> but I, I like that's that because again, you need that kind of rules of thumb for like when push comes to stuff, how to sort of crack on with it, and. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to sort of get into is strength and conditioning: what is, what? How many days you committing to it? Is it all MMA specific stuff? Is it general fitness stuff? What is your SNC looking like?
1: Well, um, I've recently got my mate. His name's Rowan Crocker. He's doing like an SNC course in um uni. He's part of the Ospreys um, rugby team down in hmm. and uh, rugby. Obviously, is quite big in Wales. What well, is in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's um he's got like an internship with Emma, so he's into his big into his SNC and he's just started doing my weights and that. But I was getting into it before this fight, but obviously when the fight comes in, you can't really hit the weights heavy and all that. you want to risk mm-hmm. injury? So um, that's something I'm looking forward to getting back on now. I had a good solid two weeks of that. But before that, I've never really I've done the odd sled pushes here and there. Like do you mean? <laughs> I made fun. things hard for myself to do, but it's not been the correct stuff. But um yeah, so um yeah, the S side of things. Obviously, you get your runs in and uh get your bit of cardio in, but like with the weights and that now trying to take that to a new level, pardon me. And uh, we do quite a lot. I think uh, you get your conditioning from sparring as well. So you get your conditioning, you get your fight conditioning from fighting. It's not like, right, do like 20 burpees and like 10 sled pushes and you can fight comfortably in MMA then. It's not like uh, doing, you got to go through the conditioning in the rounds as well to push yourself. No when to not push yourself. So I try and do it from that as well. But yeah, I try to cover every basis to be fair.
0: I like the balance of that. I like how it's this, the specific thing for what you're doing, but also the conditioning to help you do it as well. Because like you're saying mm-hmm. there, it's not, you could do five fives right now, nice and light and composed, no problem. But someone's trying to take your fucking head off for a world title. It's you know, a difference again, isn't it? You're going yeah. to be
1: very tired very quickly, not doing anything. It's a, it's a different type of intensity again, is you know I it? Mean? And I think as well with the SNC it helps with injury prevention. Mm. So you've got your muscles and all so your joints and all correct. It just stops you getting little niggles and I find, as well. Keep it nice and strong.
0: I said Bicep curls for longevity. That's what we like to see.
1: Kills for the girls.
0: <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, arm bar defense 101. Love to see it. <laughs> just kill out. That <laughs> that's, that's what we all do. Don't we all do that? Uh, it's pretty standard. It? And <laughs> slam him and go deep in into the arm bar. I mean, Jiu-Jitsu wouldn't work in a street fight. You know how it goes. <laughs> I, I just see red, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I lost my train of thought again. Uh, <laughs> with um, <laughs> consistency, longevity, all this sort of stuff, again, it's a very thankless job in itself. It's something you do for your own passion. What keeps you consistent? What keeps you striving? Are you very goal oriented Is it fight by fight? What is
1: your why, so to speak? Um, It used to be, I think now it's got to be fight by fight because obviously I planned on beating Matthew and then moving on to the next one. But like, with fight by fight now. I just plan on just getting ready for the next one. So I just want to win my next fight. And then after that, because every fight will be your biggest fight, do you know what I mean, of your life? It kind of has to be in a way, you know what I mean? But um, I don't really put that much stress on it. At the end of the day, it's something I've liked to do, it's something I've been doing since the age of 10. It's, I like, and for me as well, if I don't get to do a day job, I'm doing what I do day in, day out, and I love to do it. I'm kind of winning a life anyway, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just, I think fight at a time, just stay in the gym, stay motivated and just get in there and get a job done. If, if you pick up little L's, I guess, little losses or little bumps in the road, it's easy to get it to especially like this age of social media and stuff like that. Everyone's soon to jump on the bandwagon when you're winning and losing. But I think people just need to like switch off from that and just if if you're confident to know where you're going in the sport and you know what skill set you have, you know what people you got behind you, just keep your head down to the grind and just get it done. If, it's if this is what you really want to do, like
0: I like that for so many reasons, and what you've sort of highlighted there is that the people are very fickle. Again, if you win at the weekend, you're the best fighter since sliced bread. You know, what I mean, best thing ever. Exactly. You, you lose, you're washed up. You never should train again. And like, why? why? <laughs> know, These people yeah. are completely irrelevant. Like, like, who? Yeah. Like, what exactly? Whose opinion do you care more about? Jack Shaw, who's currently in the UFC, and obviously Cage, who is bantamweight champion, or some bloke with like zero followers, zero posts, that says your shit? Yeah. Who's got a
1: little fucking shell Twitter emoji? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like... I, I, yeah, I've heard a I've heard a saying. I think Danica said you said something like, um "Don't take criticism of people you wouldn't go for your advice for." You exactly. I mean, so um, yeah, these. But like, that's never really got to me anyway. I'm quite, I'm not really on my phone anyway. I go on social media just because of and just to put your post up here and there. It's never really, like, I don't go on Twitter. I don't really know how to use Twitter. And I think that's for the best, if I'm honest. Like, but uh, yeah, so then that stuff really gets to me anyway. I'm just going to crack on and do me and keep on fighting. Ignorance
0: is bliss. I mean, this is <laughs> sort of what I like a lot about that sort of approach. And this is the sort of people I want on the podcast is the people who get on with it and don't make a song and dance. So I can make a song and dance for you because <laughs> again, like, again you, you're you very modest you keep yourself to yourself again before seeing your fight i wasn't aware of your career and then sort of did a bit of research speaking to india as well like fucking hell, how has this guy not been like you know blowing up and saying Outlayer, i want to like, yeah. give you this kind of insight for people to see like you're the fucking man like this is mega oh, i
1: appreciate my boss nice one.
0: this is what i mean though, i do appreciate like, it because like people hear that and think oh, i'm sucking up but it's not, not really no i'm aspiring to a fight myself and seeing someone like yourself who's getting stuck in get testing yourself and again I respect it more than anything. And asking yourself these questions, a lot of this comes from my own personal, like, okay, if I'm dealing yeah. with this, I'm struggling with this, how does someone who's got the experience you have deal with it? How have you troubleshooted these things? And it's so invaluable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it.
1: And like you said, like with this game, it's it's, not, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Obviously the physical bit's hard, but um, if you're not up here with it, then uh, you ain't going to last. Like, do you know what I mean? And if taking a loss upsets you, I me! Look, you can see Robbie Law, He's twenty-seven and ten. He's lost ten times. He's one of the best to ever do it. Like so, don't take it. It's not boxing either. Do you know what I mean you can take a loss, and it's not the end of your life. Like so, uh, yeah, just chill out, get back to the grind, and get the next job done. Well, this is so why, I I like
0: Cage Royce, especially is like so cutthroat with this because again, if you were in a boxing organisation, get spoon-fed bum after bum after bum, and this new prospect is now a million and oh and he's going to fight yeah, someone it, who should... Before he fights anyone you, good, like... Yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, and, it, and then... Exactly. It kind it of buys itself in the arse, though, because as soon as that undefeated fighter is gone, they stop marketing him, I'm saying, why?
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean there. Like, um, obviously, they're going to go for their stars, and they got, like, Ian Gary, for instance, now. Mm. To be fair doing me six and O, oh, he's banging boys out, like, but um. You have to be producing the results. But, like, I don't see fighters can't get aggy if um, the promotion is not pushing them, but at, at the same time, they're not producing these results. Like, if I went in there and banged out uh, Matthew in, like, fucking 30 seconds, I'm sure there'd be, like, a fucking highlight of me on Twitter and that. Uh, hmm. But, like, if you're not producing it, you can't be mad at the organisation for not promoting you either, do you know what I mean? It's a, kind of like a catch-22, I believe, like...
0: Well, that's well the promotion side. My side was more getting spoon-fed things and getting built up in the same kind of way. So it's, oh, de- okay, de- okay. De- it's definitely both sides of it. And then also shout-out Ian Gary, top boy. Because again, with Ian Gary, little side note here. One thing being popular, but he's also likable. And also talking to him and seeing his little comments yeah. on people's like posts being encouraging. and thinking, you know that's yeah, what? He seems see. like a funny lad, does not he? he? So, I mean, you want someone like that who's charismatic, but also genuine. So yeah, shout-out Ian Gary, mm. top boy. and yeah, He's a beast. And this is what I mean. And when it comes to yourself like that, because again, the result is one thing, but performance and again, the bigger career and the bigger picture. And this is, this is sort of the point. Like, yes, you won't get the, the perfect O's record and, you know, but it's not really the point because mm-hmm. people know that if you've had like three or four fights in cage, or say if you go three and one, two and two, or whatever else, people know, do you know, they're all legit fights. Yeah, like, yeah. So regardless of the actual end result for going for the camp, this is it as well. This is something I really want to highlight is dealing with all this per camp. So on preparation, obviously IMF you have like back-to-back fights, but the point being the preparation,
1: yeah. the toll you take on yourself physically, mentally and then getting through that. And to especially- be fair, I think the, the toughest thing I've ever done is an IMAF tournament because um also you go to the pros, you weigh in the day before, you get like 36 hours to 24 hours, 36, depending on the time gap to recover. Then you go in and fight, bearing in mind you are going the knees and elbows and the four-ounce gloves. I found with the IMAF, it's like you fight on the first day, then you wake up the next day, the aches start to kick in. you got to fight that day. And then the aches kick in again. And by the third day, you're kind of like walking around like a zombie. But you are still got to fight. So I think like if you can get for that type of mental fortitude as well. Like it makes a program quite a lot easier in that respect, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, this is the whole thing of like training harder than you're going to fight. And again, if you're used to having to show up on fight day when you're not feeling 100% so much, so you were 100% and now you're 80% <laughs> and you're 40%. Exactly, yeah. You're like best it's part, like, 10% down, by the time the final comes around and then we are, you've got to show yeah. up.
1: It's like especially those IMF brackets, man. I think you could draw, you could get the same like bracket, draw it different each week. You'd have a different, different winner each week depending on like the outcome of the fights and that. You know, a fight and like anything can happen in a fight, do you know what I mean? So, um, but I think what the IMAFs are doing is brilliant, it's going to help, it's going to fucking the next level of um, athletes are going to be so much better because of these formats. Like,
0: now knowing what you know now, if you could go back to your amateur career, would you have as many fights as you've had? Would you prioritize the IMAF the same way? Would you go to pro sooner? What would you like to do in
1: retrospect? Would you do the same thing you've done now? Um, the only thing I'm a bit tamping about. But to be fair, this is no one's fault. This is COVID's fault. Is that they had me out of the cage for a year and a half. But that's purely just down to COVID. So that's the only thing that annoys me. But um but that's just because I like to be active. Now we like I'll probably start getting more active fighting. I'll start fighting every three, four months. But um I I don't regret anything if I'm honest. Maybe going to grappling instead of boxing as a kid. Mm. Maybe I wouldn't have that problem with Matthew Elliott now. But um <laughs> but uh, no um, I wouldn't wouldn't change any of it, if I'm honest.
0: The irony is if you went into a um, grappling the same time you did UK on everything else, you probably would fight Matthew in like Commonwealth or something like that
1: anyway. Yeah, it would have been in a judo <laughs> tournament instead of a, a cage fight, like but um no, I'm pretty sure, like you said, um he even said this himself, we'll probably see each other down the line. Do you know what I mean? Definitely two young lads, like so um but yeah, when it comes to the amateur days, I don't have no regrets. I'm no. glad I took the fights I did. Tried to take the toughest fights possible, ready for the program. And uh, So yeah, no regrets. Absolutely spot on. I've got a couple of questions. These are ones I'm asking everyone
0: just to get your own version of this. First one is, you're about to walk out for your fight. A version of you comes out now, gives you the best advice you can get. What are you going to say to yourself before you walk out to give you that best kind of mental headspace to perform? Ooh
1: what would i say to myself yeah like, go on son that's it <laughs> just switch on <laughs> switch on you yeah. give myself a slap and say switch on Perfect. don't take a clip to wake up that's probably what i'd say to myself i like that because yeah, it's very personal
0: to you especially talking about the frustration you have with yourself at the urgency and that kind of proactivity is where you mm-hmm. need to talk, make that development again that's all it needs just switch on you know the way yeah of that as well. i like that Um, post-fight competition what is in your takeaway delivery basket what are you saying go on what is the damage after a fight every fight
1: I take a pack of the Jaffa Cakes just because that just needs to be done after a fight and then when it comes to food then depends if we're driving home if we're on the way home straight away we'll probably hit up a Mac spend like 10 pounds worth get like all the burgers Big Macs triple cheeseburgers a lot and then pizza pizza when you win is a lot better than pizza when you lose to be fair though so yeah, so only smart. pizza when you win, yeah. Now, when we say pizza, pizza,
0: let's go in detail. Though, what are you saying to your pizza? What's your base? What's your toppings? What is the damage? Your professional now, professional standards. Go and talk to me. I'm quite a basic, uh,
1: basic bitch. If I'm honest, I just like the cheese. Like, if I had my way, it'd be stuffed crust and just chicken and ham with tomato base. That's all I want. So you need. I'm not asking a lot. That's
0: all you need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking a lot. <laughs> I'm that... a simple man with simple pleasures. Just let me
1: have one. Yeah, just protein and carbs. Like.
0: <laughs> what more do you want? And the last one. A beginner comes into the gym, day one. He says, Scotty boy, I heard you're on fisticuffs, you're the top boy. But I need some advice. I need the guidance for my career. What is one rule of thumb you'd give me to get me started in the right direction? Don't start. you like, don't talk to me like being don't spoken do to. Don't do MMA. <laughs> why, why are you doing
1: MMA for? <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't say S- Speak when spoken to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know no, I, I
1: just Attitude, I think, is a big thing, in it? Because you could be... You've seen all these memes before, and you can be a talented. You want and all that shit, but um, I think if you come in with good attitude, willing to listen to the coach when they tell you something, take it on and try and do it. So just attitude, listening, and just be positive and enjoy it as well. It's not like, I think fighters get this wrong. Like you're not made to fight, so why? Like I don't get me wrong, the the weight cut and all that shit, and then no one likes doing that. But just try and enjoy the moment. Because I suppose one day it's not going to be here, is it? Do you know I mean? One day you're not going to get to fight. You're not going to get to go to this place to do... Uh... So just enjoy it. Enjoy Absolutely it, have fun, and just swan. take it in. Beautiful.
0: And again, it's being present in the moments again. Like, when you're there, it's like, yes, I hate it. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, it's anxiety-inducing. But you know what? I'm in the fighter's hotel in cage already. This exactly. is, this is a fucking like, yeah, dream. Yeah. This is real. It was a
1: Hilton as well. It was a nice
0: hotel. That's what I mean. food nice. and
1: all like, that. Can't complain. It fucking, um,
0: <laughs> what is it again? It's... um.
1: Oh, it's gonna annoy me.
0: What is it? It's, oh, whereabouts in London was it? I can remember where it is. Oh, is it um
1: I don't think Canary i can really Wolf. Canary Wolf. Canary Wolf. That's the one. That's what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Doing all right. Um last question, <laughs> most important question. Social media, where can people find you? Uh Scott EP102 on Insta. And to be fair, that's the only thing I really go on. on Facebook, I just keep for the family and that, all the older heads. Um, don't go where you go on Twitter. I got Snapchat as well, but don't we go on that? So just scottyp EP 102 on Insta. And the OnlyFans, you got a link for that? No, yeah, that's starting in the next couple of months, but I'll keep you posted. That's it. Close the content on there. Um, any sponsors you want to shout out? Uh yeah, I got a few sponsors. Um they're all on my Instagram page. So everyone who helped me for my last fight, I really do appreciate it, especially with the medicals and that. the first time around it ain't cheap. But um, I really do appreciate everyone supporting me, all the help as well, all the Welsh fans as well getting behind me in a small nation, I do appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. And again, guys, when fighters have their sponsors, support them where you can because, again, if a fighter can show they can get engagement from the sponsors, they're more likely to get more, you know, return business. And on top of that, again, the overheads for the fighting is very thankless. So you get the medical bills, you get the testing, everything else. So I won't go into exactly, detail, but it's very... um <laughs> it's not what Pricey. you want it's not what you want in the slightest. so there's that yeah. sure check out our sponsors the english hypnotist again anyone who deals with any kind of mental block self-sabotage that kind of stuff conversation with richard is game changing again we'll do a post on my thing a bit later on about it but definitely worth it um Cups underscore podcast or social media platforms you see behind me my high quality um <laughs> laundry drying thing we've got the rash guards
1: I was going to ask you as well, how, how are you doing your MMA career? Have you had many fights? Have you had many amateur bouts? Or... So I've been training the best
0: part of five, six years now. I've had three bouts, but fairly recently. And again, like initially my problem has been not showing up in the day. I'm one and two at the minute. won my last one back in March. Initially nice. was going to go straight back into it like constantly, but obviously Corona stopped things down, started the podcast. And again, fighting again in July. But as far as I'm concerned, it's you don't know when you're fighting. So I'm just staying ready. Yeah, that's the way, man.
1: That's the way. you doing some good
0: boys, don't you, Jordan Vigenic? And then, like, I do, indeed. Everyone listening, don't worry about well, I'm, I'm not currently training in the gym. I'm outside social distancing. Don't <laughs> worry about me. Shadow don't boxing box. in the park. It's that's what I'm doing. We're doing more laps. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, very, very appreciate your time, my friend. Be sure to check out Scott. Be sure to keep up to date with his journey. Again, huge future.